Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to our podcast, Ins and Outs of Selling a Business. Uh, today, I'd like to continue our conversation with one of our OT Osage team members, uh, Jerry Fittipelli. Jerry is um, based in our Florida office. She's heading up our operations down there. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Very good, Keith. Doing great. Thank you. All right. Well, I got to talk to our production team because I'm sitting here in the studio and it's 36 degrees. And last I checked down there in Naples, it's like 70 or so. So we got to turn this around or we got to be on, on site next time versus uh, virtually. So that's good. So, so Jerry, you know, we talked about, and we're really excited that you joined Osage. You bring a huge expertise, not just in your, as we talked about last as a, as a business valuation expert and a real estate appraiser expert, but you built this phenomenal enterprise, this business, uh, Valbridge. And I thought it would be really fun and interesting for our audience to, to hear about, you know, how you envision this from nothing to this national firm. And I don't, I don't know, it's 80 offices, 70, 700 people. I don't know. It's, it's big. Right. So, you know, you know, and our, our, our clients, right? Most of our clients are, are either first or second generation. So they can appreciate, you know, building something with an idea, what I wanted to do and building it out. So I'd love you to just kind of share a bit about your story and how you saw this and you were able to act and execute on it. Sure, absolutely. Um, so my background um, was in finance um, from my college degree. I uh, got right into the uh, valuation industry, uh, doing um, pri prim primarily commercial appraisals um, and subsequently business valuations. Um, got my MAI, CBA, and CVA designations, which are uh, real estate and business valuation designations. Um, but most interestingly, it was back in 2011, um, myself and 18 other people got together in Boston. Um, so how do you guys you know, get together? Kind of, I mean, it's like, uh, like we a had, network from my... <laughs> we had um, our, we call, he's our founder, um, right. Stephen Bullock. He um, he tried to find appraisers across the country that were very good quality appraisers, got, had good reputations, and he wanted to bring everybody together to try to share... Um, you know, share technologies, data sources, you yeah, know, best practices, a, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah best practices. Um, because, you know, appraisers generally very local in nature, real estate appraisers. Um, and we all kind of operate like an island all over the place. Right. Everybody's paying for the same data, the same sources. So it was a little unusual um, that somebody, you know, said, do you want to meet and get together and discuss this? So he, he started the, he started our meeting. Um, right. So we, believably, we all met. Um, it was really interesting because I was very skeptical. I'm like, who, who are these people? I don't know any of them, but I'm going to meet them in Boston. <laughs> right. And um, we uh, we got along great. We had the same goals. So we sat there for two days, um, came up with a base plan. We set up a board, directors, we set up officers and some committees. And um, and that was it. We left. So you all bought you all bought in. You all bought into this concept of 
Let's nationalize yeah. a localized business. Well, let's let's help each other. Kind of started right. at that. Well, we've got to so help each other. Okay. Let's see what we right. can do. Um, Shared resources, things like that. Yeah. So, unbelievably enough, they elected me the chair of the board. So, <laughs> I get back and I'm like, okay, something right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Okay, this is like ground zero here. Where do we start? Um, so we started with the legal. And we decided, and we studied various things, but we decided to go with a franchise model because mm -hmm. it worked well with real estate appraisers, which are very local in nature, you know, having a general territory to work out of. Um, and what we decided was very different from most franchises because we decided to, um, the we all own the franchisor and we all had our own franchise. So... The franchisees own the franchisor, so we can control ourselves. So it's a horizontal structure rather than a vertical structure. Um, and there's good and bad in that. It worked very well because, largely because we had a very good brain trust and we, we had the same goals. Um, so started out having to come up with territories, um, legal documents. If anybody wants to start a franchise, make sure you call me first. It's a lot of work. Right. Um, so, yeah, we came up with systems. We had to have systems. We had to have, you know, operating manuals and like what business, we wanted was, right? yeah, exactly. Like a business. And, um, so there we, I had my own franchise and then everybody else had their franchise, but now we had to go and bring more people in more franchisees. But our criteria was we want a good fit, a good fit. That's, that's really important because right. you have to when you and what do like we always talk about? Yeah, we always talk about it at Osage. It's yes. got to be. It's got to be a good fit. It's got to feel right. So interesting. So yes, so the very important to us, and that really helped us um, because you know we we all own the company together. So over you know the next ten years, um, we brought in. We had eighty offices by the time by the time I. Um, retired, I guess I'll say. Um, I was the chair of the board for 10 years, almost 10 years. Uh, we built the brand. We got our mark. We built the brand. Um, and the big thing, uh, I think the reason we were so success successful is we had a lot of trust. We had a lot of trust between each other. And um, um, we, you know, we were independent. We we're different than other national appraisal companies because we're not owned by a brokerage or an investment company. Right. We owned ourselves. <laughs> um, and, you know, clients like that because you know, appraisers have to be independent. Um, and we made sure we had, you know, somebody managing each office that was very qualified. So we're a good fit and we had good qualified people. So um, you're, you're, here you are, you're um, the chairman of the board of this new concept that someone said, Hey, we, we, there's a better way of doing this in our opinion, right? So, but you know, you're have all these credentials after your name, real estate and business appraiser, and you got your, your, your business. And then all of a sudden they're like looking to you and say, okay, okay, Jerry, go grow this, right? Let's make this bigger. Right? So how, how did you guys go about, you know, finding other partners that are, or franchisees, the, uh, was it through your networking? Was it through a marketing campaign? Was it through trade shows? 
I mean, what were some of the criteria that you guys wanted to use? You know, everybody has their criteria that these guys are a good fit for us. Uh, it was mostly networking and personal contact. Um, you know, we would reach out to the closest territory. Do you know anybody that, you know, who's good quality, that would be a good fit for us? Uh, we would have, if there were a few, we'd, we'd we did it regionally. We'd go and meet with, we'd meet with them, which you know, explain to them what we're doing. Um, and one thing that most people liked was that we're developing our own systems uh, that we could share, our own technology. You know, we were developing operating manuals so we can work together. Um, and I think a lot of it was we had the same, you know, the same goals. Like I said, and. Right. It was a lot of trust. We built a lot of trust. So people, you know, here we are, we own the franchise and the we're franchisees, you know, this is our company. And if you come in, you're going to be part of it, like bringing in a partner. But it was important that we make sure we pick the right partner. So luckily, we were very good at that. That worked out very well. But a lot of the stuff we did um, to bring people in was the technology. We had to have our own software, database, and we went through a lot to, you know, vet what company we were gonna work with to help us with our technology. It ended up, we ended up, it was kind of a fluke, we didn't wanna do this, but in this is where we had to make a big pivot. Mm -hmm. um, so interesting, whenever you're doing something, you might have to make a pivot, but you gotta do it. Um, it technology, yep. always. So, we, um, after vetting a lot of different companies, we ended up uh, going with a small company for our software needs because they would kind of fit better with us. We wanted, we wanted that. That was important to us. Mm -hmm. So we worked with this company. We we're developing our templates and our software, and we were licensing, licensing it. And um, luckily, we had an agreement that let us um purchase the company if there was a problem because it was a small right. company we were concerned about that well believe it or not it was probably less than a year into this maybe six months the owner of the company passed away oh and here we are terrible. now we have to we had to buy the company <laughs> so here we are now in the software business which we didn't want but uh we figured it out and we we own the software now um but that was a big pivot because that wasn't on our plan by a software company, but um, it ended up, it ended up good because we own the company and we, you know, that's kind of what we wanted to be in control of ourselves. Oh, it's interesting because but, you, know, you know, you're, you're sitting on that side of the desk now, right? You know, not, so I, I, I've also, we're advisory firm, right? In, investment bank. But, you know, prior to this, I was, um, you know, I, I was a CPA and I was advising clients under audit tax and planning needs. And, and then I, uh, I, I sold off my practice and I went and, uh, uh, I ended up running a couple of companies, one in distress and one that was, uh, in growth mode. And, you know, once you get to the other side of the desk, Right. I mean, cause it's not just, you know, things come up every day, right? It's not like, Hey, I come in there to do your taxes or you're doing evaluation or real estate appraisal and then you leave. But the business owner that you and I can really relate to. Right. And we've expressed this along through our, you know, through our team, educate them. 
is that there's a lot going on every day. And you said something comes out of left field that you, you didn't anticipate or you didn't plan for, or you may have made the wrong decision. No one's right all the time, but if you learn from your mistakes and, and improve on it, then you, and at the end of the day, you're a better person for it and your company's more healthier. So for you to say like, you know, okay, well, there I am. I'm trying to do my business. You get a phone call that my software guy passed away. And like, you're sitting there like, oh, what am I doing now? Right. Mm -hmm. And you got to bring your team together and say, okay, we have to do this. And so, so you brought, so now you have this proprietary software platform, right? Or you, you, yeah. the company does that everybody gets to can scale from and use as, as their benefit which adds value at the end of it. But in the beginning, you're looking at like, this could take us down, right? Yeah. Or delay sometimes our expansion. Problems, yeah, sometimes problems can lead to good things, but you have to be right. able to pivot and deal with it, you know? Um, and I would say, you know, just from experience, not just my own experience, but looking at other companies, I think it's really important to plan an exit, if you want to call it exit, before you want to exit. You know, get 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 stuff. You know, handle. Get your documents done because you never know what's going to happen. You know, there could be a life event. You know, we talked about there's that. Too, yeah, there's too okay. many outside uh, environmental, you know, challenges or things can happen in, in area areas to you that you can't plan for that happen. And you know, we're a big believer in planning. Um, you know, clients we have clients that as you know that really didn't plan but it's time to go they have to make a decision for whatever reason it could be their health their spouse's health uh their partner passed or whatever you know and it's, or they just it's just a point in a career where they just need to move on because they can't really really invest in their business anymore because you know they're at the point they don't want to invest in the business right they're at the stage of the career they're not going to see the return on that investment so if you don't reinvest in your business then eventually it's going to catch up with you. Your competition is going to go by you and you're going to start losing business, right? So, you know, the planning piece is, is interesting. So when you're at Valbridge, right, company, you know, you got these 18 people you started. Next thing you know, you're 36, right? And then you're 72. You know, all of a sudden, managing people that you've met with in Boston over a couple of days and then they pointed to you, hey, by the way, we'll do this if you do it, right? And... Um. And then all of a sudden you start to grow the people that you didn't really know, right? And you start to get it's anything. It's just like a bit like a guy, our company's a new customer or they, they're they expanding their company and it becomes a little bit outside of your control because you can manage it because you can, you, you can look at the room and see everybody. But the next day you have somebody way over here or, or a different part of the country and you're not comfortable running it because you don't have the people or systems in place. How did you go about that? Because that that's a big thing, I think, because you took it from a, a concept to a national company and you brought in a lot of people, but you still got to manage those personalities. Right. Yeah, that's to tough. You know, sometimes it's like herding cats. Um, but, um, I think the, you know, the thing is we, we had a lot of meetings and we come together and we were kind of a family. It was kind of like a, we became family. And I think it's because of our structure being horizontal as opposed to vertical. You know, we don't have anybody saying you have to do this, you have to do this. We let everybody, everybody had their say because everybody was a shareholder and there's good and bad in that. Everybody has their say. And then it's bad because everybody has their say. <laughs> so you have to manage that and make sure you're getting stuff done also. Um, so yeah, that, that was a lot of work. Um, 
you know, it's, it's always a lot of work when you're managing a lot of people. Um, but the thing is, we always were focused on the goal and, you know, what we wanted to do, you know, together. Uh, we wanted to make sure we were all doing well. Our clients were doing well. Um, we made things easier for everybody with our systems and technology. Um, and we wanted to be, you know, a good quality company. And, you know, everybody that we brought in, because everybody, we felt like everybody was a good fit. It made it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, if you bring in an employee and they're a bad apple, that can make a lot of problems. So I think most business owners know that. So a good fit uh, means a lot. I think, you know, in my experience, just having my own company, my own franchise, plus, you know, being the chair of the board, um, making sure you have a good fit and you, you know, you're constantly, you know, updating what you need to with technology and, you know, those things and keeping, you know, making sure everybody's have, got the same goal. Like we're still, if somebody wanders off because they're doing something they shouldn't, you know, bring them back in. You know, here's what we, you know, we agree on. Um, and it's for the good of everybody. So, so were you, when you were bidding new business, right? Because everybody says, okay, give me three appraisers or three business value. And you, I need a value. So the lawyer calls you up and said, you know, uh, you know, some of it's just have a good working relationship, a lot of trust, fine. Somebody could be a accounting firmer that knows you and how did you, to help you leverage, put you in a competitive advantage that, hey, we're a national firm. Mm -hmm. And I have multiple resources. So how, how did that all play into helping the, you and your partners, shareholders, so like they build their business? Well, that's a good question. I mean, that was one of the things um, everybody wanted. We wanted, you know, more potential work. Right. Um, and a lot of clients want consistency. They want to know when they're getting a report from Valbridge, you know, it's basically consistent and good quality and it's quality control. Um, so one of the things we did was, you know, obviously we wanted to build that brand so we can, everybody can benefit from that as opposed to just being in your own, you know, your area and that's it. You know, so for example, um, somebody from New York could say, um, or somebody can call the New York office and say, look, we have some property in Florida. We want valued and we have you know, something in North Carolina, can you help us? It makes it easier. Yes, right. I'll send you to the offices or I'll send you to the corporate office and then they'll manage it, um, which is what we do a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it, we build the brand together and that's what you want to do. So that's, you know, that was very helpful. Uh, clients like that. Some stuff is still local. They're, you're going to get your own, you know, you have your clients, but it, it expanded the, it helped grow the revenues for everybody. And that was one of the goals. Go. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you look back at it, you know, um, I think what is it? 80 offices around the country or. Uh, yeah. I think that's yeah. about right. So, yes. Right. And, uh, and that's over what, like a 10 year period, right? So it's a pretty rapid yes. expansion. Uh, yes. And you were kind of like thrown into the role. Hey, figure this out. I mean, obviously, you had to bring everything to your partners and, and consensus, consensus, you know, management like you're talking about. But it really, you know, kind of buck stops with you, or it starts with you, you know, on on these deals. If you look back at it, you know, what 
hindsight's 2020, but there's things that you would, you know, maybe I would have tweaked a bit because you're running, you know, rapid expansion, rapid growth, and you got to report. You're accountable to a lot of people, right? Because they're looking to you as chairman of the board, but they're also your partners or shareholders, right? Mm -hmm. Franchisees, franchisors, whatever, you know, you're all equal. And so when you look at it, anything that, and we all, I mean, I always reflect myself about things like should have maybe done a little differently and then I incorporate it now, but anything that you want to share with us about that experience? Cause you know, sometimes you take a deep breath after a while and you say, Hmm, maybe I should have thought about this. Mm -hmm. All business owners think, I think that so. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, in our case, growing fast was tough. It was tough. It was a lot of work. Um, we tried hard to make sure we picked the right people and, um, you know, everything takes longer than you think. That's, that's what I'll exactly. say. So even when, you know, you know, sellers or, you know, business owners are looking to sell your company, you might think, well, I'll just start doing it later, but it, it might take longer than you think just to get it to the point where you can market it. But, um, yeah, underestimating time <laughs> was mm -hmm. a big thing. Um, so, you know, I'm a big proponent, as I've said here, you know, plan, plan, try to execute as you can. But, um, you know, looking back, you know, I think we did the best we could. Um, you know, little mistakes here and there, but, you know, and then, of course, you know, when major things happen, you got to pivot, kind of changes your, you know, your plan. You just got to be flexible for that um, because things are going to happen. Things going to happen. Plan you try to plan for everything, but you can't, right? As I always say, when we work with our clients, you've been doing this for over 23 years, working with multiple business owners in multiple industries, and you kind of you do the calculus in your head and you say, okay, I think I've communicated and discussed, you know, we have a trusted relationship with our clients about, you know, almost everything, but every deal is different. And there's always mm -hmm. something I call it, underneath the table that pops up at the end like mm, i didn't think about that but you got to find an answer you got to find a solution that's the key right so jerry look we're really excited that you joined us you come with a huge wealth of experience not only from understanding working with family close sale businesses but you also built a national company from 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 a concept to a very successful uh, enterprise and uh, to remind our audience, Jerry uh, heads up our Florida operation. Um, we will be doing a new announcement after the, sometime after the first of the year about um, our new office down there in the Naples area. And Jerry's going to be responsible for not only going, going Florida, but also areas of the southeast for Osage. And she comes with a wealth of experience and is a valued member of our team. Jerry, um, thanks again for being here. And next time I'm going to come down there to do this uh, podcast because it's 75 there and 35 here. Very good. Very good. Looking forward to that. And thank you, Keith. And I'm very happy to be with Osage and uh, love the group and very excited about uh, expanding Florida. Great. Well, thanks again for being with us. Uh, everybody remind you, this is um, the ins and outs of selling a business podcast. My name is Keith D. Uh, President Osage Advisors, we're an investment bank working with business owners 
a family closely held companies with revenues of $5 million and up. Uh, Osage has been around for 23 years now. Uh, excuse me, we're going into our 23rd year now. Uh, to learn more about our firm, you can visit our website at osageadvisors.com. Send me an email at kdee at osageadvisors.com or feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Thanks again for being with us and have a great day.